Parents, is your teen college ready? Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, or excited about your teen applying to college? Do you know what colleges are looking for? And if your kid gets in, do you know what you'll pay for it? College admission has never been so competitive or expensive. Shelly Howard will take you on a journey to help you and your teen get college ready. Now here's your host, Shelly. Hello, this is Shelly with Parents Is Your Teen College Ready? And today I have a wonderful opportunity to share a brilliant man with you all. Bajil is the father of two and COO of Financial Freedom. I love the name of that. He believes that we should all be doing more to help kids and teens prepare and navigate what many describe as an uncertain future and that the current education system simply will not be enough. Wow. That, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to, I'm going to just share Bajil with you and you will get so much information. So if you have a teenager and it's not been easy to talk about financial literacy or return on investment for college, Please listen to what we have to share. So welcome, Bajil. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Outstanding. So maybe you can help our listeners understand as a father of two, um, what their ages are, maybe some of the challenges. Maybe, how can you relate to the listener, I think, is a great place to start. Well, I think... I'm going to assume for the moment that most of the people watching on this are parents or grandparents. Um, and so what I want to do is ask a question, which is if we could go back in time. And if you see over my, I think in this shoulder here, there's, there's a TARDIS right over here. So I'm a big fan of Doctor Who and going back in, in, in time travel. If we could go back in time as adults, what will we do differently when it comes to finance, right? When it comes to money, would we have saved more, spent less? you know, invested in various index funds, whatever it may be, right? And I'm not talking about predicting the future and picking the right stock before it happened. I'm just talking about the fundamentals of wealth building. Because believe it or not, even though we're in a kind of a crypto frenzy and people make what they claim is, you know, thousand X and whatever, the reality is that wealth building has not actually changed if we look at the the, the methodology over over decades, right? Maybe a hundred plus years. Now, so I'm going to share my own story because I think it's, it's an example. So I graduated with a degree in aerospace engineering, which basically meant that I could technically lead a team of people and put a spaceship on the moon. That was my final year project. But I knew nothing about finance. And that was given my dad was a banker. So my dad was very disciplined. At the end of every month, he would do his finances, go through his statements. And as a kid, I saw that and was like, oh, money, God, boring, right? And because, you know, often we kind of reject the things that our parents will often do. So so I didn't pay a lot of attention to finance. And right after graduation, I found entrepreneurship. And I always believe when you go to these seminars and stuff and you kind of, you know, you have a millionaire mindset, you walk on fire and you break arrows, whatever, that your next thing might be the thing that's going to make you super successful. So, so for me, compounded with not wanting to really know much about finance, you know, believing that my next thing was going to set me free financially and, and make a lot of money in three, four years, which is kind of what sometimes these industries can, can, you know, convey upon you. I didn't do the fundamental. I didn't follow the fundamentals of finance, right? Fast forward many years later, lots of ups and downs as an entrepreneur. 
I had this big aha moment, which is, had I just done the basics, right, Shelley, if I'd just done the basics, I would have been a lot better off. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what we know, though, about the basics. It isn't just about the tactical aspect of wealth building. It's about the beliefs, the relationship, the habits and routines we have about money. And a lot of them are formed in our actually younger years, not in our adulthood. They get formed, our beliefs and relationship money get formed in, in even as young as four or five years old. So the question we should be asking ourselves as parents, as adults is, what message are we actually sending to the younger generation? Now, why did I say four or five and not the teens? Well, here's the thing. If you've got a teen in your family and you ask a teen to do something as a parent, how willing are they to do it, even if it's the best thing on the world for them to do, right? So I hope everyone's relating to what I'm trying to say here, because I've got an 18 and 22-year-old now. And, and even then, we believe that our advice is the best advice, and it may be, but it doesn't mean the kids will automatically take it as such. In fact, if they hear it on TikTok, they might take it more seriously than a one-hour lecture from a parent, right? Sure. However, younger kids are far more... Um, accepting of parenting suggestions because they want to spend time with us as parents. They want to, you know, they're, they're still, we're still their heroes at, at that age. And so when we spend a little bit of time, and I'm not talking about hours now, it's just a little bit of time introducing the subject of money to these younger kids. By the time they're teenagers, they can be far more intelligent and money savvy than even most adults on the planet today. We just have to look at the statistics, Shelley, to show that today, 95% of people in America, the wealthiest country on the planet, you know, from, from what we are told, right, have a, a challenge, their, their money concern, they're stressed out about money, right, mm -hmm. which means that as a parent, you know, we want the best for our kids, and yet the one thing that we are not doing, generally speaking, is teaching our kids the fundamentals, you know, we, this is about, this topic is about money, but there's relationships, there's mental intelligence, there's emotional intelligence, all of these fundamentals, we are not teaching as parents very well. Unfortunately, the school systems aren't set up to teach this very well. So we, we have to look to outside resources to get ahead and really give our kids and teens the support they need if they if we truly want them to be happy in their future life. It is so, that is packed with so much brilliance. At College Ready, we focus on the academic, social, and financial fit of college. It is not simply you're good at math, go to MIT and call it a day. That doesn't meet all of the needs. And, you know, starting, we always say starting in seventh and eighth grade, but you're saying helping kids even earlier than that, getting clear what is a good return on investment. Because if you wait, nobody's going to explain that to your child. And when I ask students, does it make sense for this major to go into this much debt in college? They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, how long do you want to work for free? And they're like, well, I don't want to work for free. <laughs> and I'm like, that's called a student loan. And they're like, no, no, no. My parents are going to pay for it. I don't have to worry. And I'm like, how long do you want your parents to work for free? And they're like, oh, so really what you're saying is we need to start having this opportunity for them to learn this way earlier. So what is a good age? Well, we have kids as young as five and six in our program right now learning about starting businesses. In fact, I just talked to a lady yesterday who 20 years ago, her four-year-old 
um, it's, a, it's a very touching story, Shelley. Her, uh, her four-year-old came to her and said, hey, mom, I, I want to learn about entrepreneurship. And I'm talking about 20, 1990s now. And she goes, well, it's, you know, she looked around, there's no courses for kids to t- teach entrepreneurship. And so she learned herself. She learned how to teach her son. And by the time he was 10, they had a organization to teach other kids about money. Now, unfortunately, he passed away um, right around his 10th birthday, mm-hmm. but he got to fulfill his dream of being an entrepreneur and starting a school for entrepreneurs. So it shows that kids as young as three, four can start learning the fundamentals of money. But here's why I believe it isn't just about managing money, Shelley. There's, there's something that's really come to my attention over the last several months. So futurists are telling us that singularity this is the point that artificial intelligence matches human intelligence could be as near as seven to 10 years from now. We are also told from, from other sources that seven out of 10 jobs, okay, seven out of 10 jobs may not even be relevant seven to 10 years from today. Mm-hmm. So let's put it in perspective. One of the reasons I believe this is more than just a money conversation and, and more of an entrepreneurship conversation is that are the children being taught resiliency, problem solving, you know, that when they have a bad day, how quickly are they bouncing back? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, how many of kids we hear that when they don't get their thousand or 10,000 likes, they have, they, have, they have a breakdown in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So are, are we actually giving kids a reason to become resilient, mentally resilient, emotionally resilient, socially resilient, just through their current experience of life, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this is more than just becoming financially smart. This is preparing our kids that if the job that they might spend hundreds of thousands of dollars getting educated for does not exist, are they going to be prepared mentally, emotionally to pivot, to find something new, to create a job mm-hmm. where a job may not exist? Now, I don't want to sound gloom and doom, but we have to start facing reality as parents, Shelley. I can't think we can't sit here and just think that none of this is going to happen. It's happening today. You know, a friend of mine is a former attorney general of Nevada, a futurist. He is, you know, we were talking about the legal profession. Now, it seems like a fairly safe job career choice. But even today, the, the top law firms are using artificial intelligence to prepare case law in lieu of the, the uh, you know, young law students. Why? Because what is AI? AI is an ability to read language patterns, right? Well, what is most law based on? It's based on case law. So AI can can literally read through millions of pages of case law, find the relevant information, prepare the documentation, and present it. This is the world today. This is not even seven, ten years from now. So this is more, as I said, this is more than just financial literacy. Financial literacy is one half of this equation. Here's another thing. I just came back from a, um, a private university, and at le- of of the I met about 12, I, had, I spoke to about 12 to 20 students at the university, at least 60% of them. And this is a private university, which means that their parents have the, the ability to pay for these kids to go through school. But this is kind of a, a kind of a turned on university. 60% of the kids who are doing business or finance related courses also had their own business. I'll give an example. One of the kids I talked to, uh, age 14, he was a professional esports player, right? Um, age 16, he started started and sold within a year a million-dollar business in esports. He chose to come to university by paying it for himself just for the experience. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that, 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 that a child can make the money and just come to college for 
for the for the experience of, of college, but never to put himself or his family in financial debt by, by doing so. I met another kid. He 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 had a lawn mowing business at age 14. Today at age 19, he has a commercial drone business. On the weekends, he goes and, and flies a drone for people in the real estate industry. Okay. He's paying his way through college. So there's so many different reasons, Shelley, that today the resources are there. There's ways to make money online, offline. There's no reason why kids as young as 9, 10, 11 cannot learn the fundamentals of entrepreneurship, apply it, develop a much better relationship to money than most adults have in the U.S. today. And we're giving them a uh, a reason by helping them make money, a reason to want to start to learn about money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to go to a kid and say, hey, you have to become financially literate. Well, Why? I've got a hundred other things I've got to do today. Why Why do I need to become financially literate? It's the most boring subject on the planet until we learn to make it fun. And how do we make it fun? We make it practical. Now, the other part of this, Shelley, is some parents will say, well, you know, my, my son and daughter has got to really focus on the education. I, I understand, right? But by robbing them of the opportunity, are we truly setting them up for success in their future? It's so important. Uh, and I, I, that's the number one thing I hear is my students too busy. When, when are they possibly going to do this? And I say, what if they don't do it? So we talk about it at College Ready as just a very uh, normal part of picking the best college for them. Because picking a college is just the stepping stone. It's the path to get to their future. It's not the end game. So a lot of times... People don't, they think we don't need to talk about this, but I tell them quite honestly that if we don't, they're going to pick a major that is not going to either provide for them and then they're going to be back at home or a major that's going to put them in massive debt that they may not get out of for 20 or 30 years. When my son attended Harvard and graduated debt-free at 23 years old, he was making you know, over $106,000 a year. Okay, that's game changing for his future. The reason why I know this is he wasn't going to go on to medical school because he didn't want to go into debt. Because as we know, medical school is expensive. So we had to figure out a way to get the first four years done debt free so he could then afford to go on to medical school. But he did that because we had talked about the financial impact that each stage would make. So I love that you're starting early. I remember playing with the kids when they were younger, Monopoly, right? The first time like you really get to decide, do I want to buy a house, an apartment, or do I just want to go with cash? (laughs) And so I love what you're doing. So how have you gamified this process? How have you made it fun? Well, you know, we're, we're kind of a, a team of entrepreneurs. So one day we just, you know, the, the founder just wanted to really give back. So, you know, what he, he did, what he knew best, which was create courses. So he created courses and then we realized that courses alone are probably not going to be enough. So we invested, God, almost close to about a million dollars now on a platform that induce, introduces game-based thinking and game elements over the top of the courses. We want to make it fun and engaging. But more importantly than, than the platform and the course and technology is, is getting kids to actually take action. So a lot of our course, at least we have um, our courses broken up into six levels of content, but at each level, there's the learn element, which is learning about the fundamentals of money. There's the earn, where we teach them dozens of ways to, to make money. 
Then there's the accelerate, which is what do we do with the money and then play, which is about how we how do we get to give back and in, in our lifestyle. Now in the earn, you know, we give them literally playbooks, like like step-by-step playbooks. Um, you know, we have stories of kids who've gone the first level, watched the earn element, you know, and and you know, kids unlike adults don't overthink it, they just go do it. So he found something that he could sell, which is a, a video game card. And he put it up on one of the sites. I can't remember if it was Depop or, or one of the sites, but any one of the sites. And within 30 seconds of putting it up there, he had a buyer. $48. He made his first $48 within 30 seconds of, of starting his business, technically speaking. Okay. Now, not a game changer. It's not going to change your life. not going to pay your way through college. But now his relationship to money changed. In that moment, he had a different relationship to money than other kids. We also encourage parents to do what we call repay you pay, regardless of income level, which is, you know, you have as a parent, you know, we we, we hopefully will we'll pay for food and accommodation and, you know, the, 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 the necessities of life. But we also can trim back what we choose to spend money on for the kids, which means, hey, if the, if the latest iPhone has just come out, we shouldn't automatically go and just buy it for the kids. Give them a reason to earn that difference. And when they ask why, explain it to them. Explain to them, you know, what it really takes to make a dollar. You know, how much money you have to really work. How many hours have to be go in to to make the money? So they start having a relationship to money, so they can start understanding well, why why do mom and dad sometimes say no? Why do they say yes? What's their responsibility? What's my responsibility? You know, if 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 the parent if the child needs money for something, loan it to them. You know, uh, and now it's like, why would I loan my kid money? It's, it's not about the loan. It's about teaching them what is a loan so that before they go and agree to taking out a loan for, for college or whatever, they have that sense of self-responsibility. That, as you mentioned, you know, the, the ROI. What's the what's the return on my investment? Well, what's, what's the, the reality of taking a loan? What am I responsible for? How much would I have to work to pay that back? And all of the the principles, whether it's on ten dollars, twenty dollars, or two hundred thousand dollars, are very much the same. Sure. Yeah, and so a lot of people th- think um, having their seventeen-year-old or eighteen-year-old do this process on their own, plan for college on their own, is a great time for them to adult. And as you can imagine, it's actually a very terrifying time. I related a lot to allowing your teenager to buy you a home and you're not involved. That's the same amount of reward or risk that we're taking or even buying a car on their own. The thought of just sending them off and seeing what happens is a bit scary. So by starting your kids early with your fun way of financial literacy, really opens up great conversations for the future. So maybe talk about, you know, what they'll learn in this program and how we'll open up that conversation. Yeah, so what we've done, we've taken, you know, many of the topics of financial literacy, good debt, bad debt, liabilities, assets. Um, you know, what we, have, we teach models, one of those called a home model, which is simply a diagram of a house in, in four quadrants. We teach them how much money a household has, how much money a household owes, how much money a household makes, and our expenses. That's the home model. So we teach them to, to very simplified financial models that can be taught, you know, to, to even to someone as young as five, six years old. Then as so we have two sets of content. We have animated content for the younger kids. It's suitable for kind of kids seven to twelve, we say. 
And then we have teen content, which is we kind of a, a teen face of the content for kids who might be, say, from that 13 to 17 year range. Now, the same type of topics, but just presented very differently. The, the interactions are a little bit different. So it's applicable for, for both. Now, we're not trying to make them financial gurus. We're just the, the purpose is to get them familiar with these concepts, credit, debt, assets, liabilities, you know, investments, etc. Um, so that by the time that they are coming to make financial decisions for themselves, this is not unfamiliar topics. It's so it's amazing that you've you've come up with a way to make it fun. I, I remember growing up, I this is my seventh business. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I started my first business at 12. And I remember asking my parents for a loan for startup costs. And I remember them looking at me like, how do you even know what that is? And I'm like, well, both you and mom are entrepreneurs and I watch you wheel and deal. And But for families who maybe have parents who, you know, go to work, get a paycheck, come home, you know, balance the checkbook, they may not see it in action. Um, one of my favorite things to do with our students is ask them if I gave them a million dollars and you had 24 hours to spend it or you had to give it all back, what would you do? And I've had a huge range from buying a yacht and an airplane and taking their friends all over the world to I had a, a young man say, Siri, what would I do with a million dollars? So <laughs> these are, are the, the spectrum. So how do you help? Um, kids are busy. Kids are distracted with social media. Kids are working hard for their grades. How do you how do you build this into their their life their their day? That that's a great question, and and kids will tell you they're busy, but if you look at how much time they sometimes spend on non busy stuff, they actually have a lot more time than sometimes we give them credit for, right? Mm -hmm. And for a subject as important as money, now let's let's look let's peel back this for a second. I can't remember the statistics exactly, but something like 60% or 70% of divorces are because of money-related matters, right? Mm -hmm. People, um, People's health, people who, who, who have said that a lack of money or not having the financial resources is why they say that they are unhealthy. They, don't, they can't afford to eat healthy, right? They can't afford gym memberships, et cetera. Um, so we've got relationships, we've got, we've got health, money stress, how much of the mental mental health issues, emotional health issues do we see right now are because of households who have the parents that are having money issues and they claim that lack of money or, or money-related issue is why they're feeling stressed out. Now, what, is, what does that stress do for kids? Kids are naturally empath, empaths. They pick up on our energy. If we are mentally stressed and emotionally stressed because of money issues, we are passing that directly onto the kids. Now, they are now developing a relationship of stress with money before they even know why, right? Mm -hmm. So now, let's prioritize. If you look in order of prioritization, where would we put learning about money given how important it is for the rest of our life? Mm -hmm. do, we, do we make it a nice-to-do thing? No. that's It's ludicrous that would make one of the most important topics of survival and happiness the last thing we would put on our priority list. So maybe, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we should, but we make that a number one priority and, and look at some of the other things as being not important. 
Now, the second part of your question was, well, how do we get kids to get interested? Well, we've got to build it into to life. And rather than saying, hey, you must go learn about money, then we have to give them a reason to want to learn about money, which is reduce their allowance. If they want the best things in life, have them go earn, earn it, right? We have to give them a practical reason. But let's not make it like, uh, you know, um, uh, a heavy burden on them and say, well, I'll help you, right? You know, whether it's our course or other course or whatever, you know, give them the resources and tools that they need to to actually go and do this for themselves because they can. And here's the thing. Kids and teens have very, very creative minds. You know, we often look at kids who play games and think, God, all they're doing is playing games. Most parents don't realize that kids who play video games, their brains can problem solve a hundred to a thousand times faster than most adults today, right? They're solving problems every single second of playing the game. They just don't know they can apply the same mental ability to real life. And when we give them something like a, you know, building a business, what is business? Sure, you know this. It's, mm -hmm. it's a series of problems that have to be solved to create an end solution, right? Mm -hmm. So we just say, hey, use that grain, that, that, that amazing mind of yours that you used to play the games, and now let's solve a real life game, right? And let's call that game making money or starting a business. Right. So we have to start speaking a different language to kids and teens and making it. Look, you, you, you talk about priority. The reason that money is not a priority is because most adults never made it a priority in their life to learn it. Mm -hmm. And hence, it's why we have a financial crisis in, in the country. Yeah, that impacts so many things for me. I, I, you know, childhood stuff definitely was coming up. I'm like, whoa, now I know where that comes from. The, the greatest gift that we can help our children understand is that money is not evil. I, yeah. I, I hear so many people, their number one fear is paying for college. Well, if that's the parent's number one fear, guess whose number one fear it is? The student's. Now they're living in fear about this thing called college and their parents are worried about it. That does not lead to a very fun, I'm looking forward experience. And, and so I've always talked to my, my kids, I'm a mom of five, and I've always been very open and honest and said, you know what, nothing comes easy, but it, you know, if you want it, it can be brilliant. This is the, one of those things, financial literacy, having that conversation with your child about why they can't have that at this moment, that takes work versus just, oh, okay, fine, I'll give it to you. And right, that's parenting. We're not here to parent. We're here to give opportunities and suggestions. So when we have these opportunities to play games like you, you have um, in your program or to start these conversations, these are important. But how would you start a conversation with, say, a 14-year-old? They're a freshman in high school. And maybe you're just hearing this information for the first time and didn't realize what a crisis it is. How could you open up that, okay, they're past the, I think my parent is a superhero <laughs> and now they're in my parent knows nothing phase. How, how do you bridge that gap? Well, first thing is, is, is awareness, right? So we can have conversations about, you know, normally what we ask kids is what do you want to be, you know, when you grow up, right? And, and I don't know if you've ever had experience where you've asked a kid that and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know, you know. So, so <laughs> but, but the, the, while they don't know what they want to be, 
and let's face it, most adults don't know what they want to be, right? <laughs> so, so we, you know, we're asking the kids questions that we as adults find challenging to sometimes answer. But they probably do know or have an idea of what they want in life, right? Mm-hmm. Where they might want to live, what kind of car they may want to drive. So we start the conversation at a level that, that that they're able to communicate with us, which is, well, what do you want in, in your life? I mean, you know, a 14-year-old's fairly more aware than we probably give them, you know, credit for, right? Mm-hmm. And and if they're, you know, if they've been influenced by any kind of TV show and whatever, they, they have, you know, I want, I want to live in here. I may want to drive this kind of car. Oh, well, what kind of sports do you want to play? Well, I want to go skiing every month. Great. Oh, sorry, every, every winter. Great. All right. How much do you think that costs, right? <laughs> uh i'll tell you what come come back to me and 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 let's do some maths let's see that hey and and by when do you want to be living this lifestyle now we call this in in adulthood and if anyone's done personal development having a vision right now if we if we just say to kids oh what's your vision for life they that's not a language that they they they, they are familiar with in most cases but the the end goal is the same shelly is that if we have a vision for life if they have a vision for life they can start to put dollar amounts or pounds or whatever country you know people are watching from to those aspects of their vision, and now we can start having a journey. Well, what do you think is great? What kind of job? What kind of lifestyle? What kind of business? What kind of income will actually allow you to create that in the future? Now we've opened up the doors. Now we can open the doors to, hey, you know, every month me and your mom or you know, um, we have to pay bills. I'd like you to be aware of what what these bills are just in case you know for any reason we're not here one one and you know, god forbid but some people have a very hard time having honest truthful conversations and we act like they don't know right and we, we got to stop playing that game of they don't know they know a lot more than we often give them credit for and so when we start having adult conversations in a, in a light-hearted way that doesn't feel scary offensive they naturally take interest now, I'm not saying it's going to work for every single child, but again, you know, let's 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 try things out. Let's open the door for conversation. And sometimes, Shelley, that word, just having a conversation, is is the starting point. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of great information. So, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, learn more about your uh, program, how would that? What would be the best way? Yeah, I would like to give you two URLs. The first one is 10 Things About Money. So these are kind of some ideas of opening up a conversation. So 10thingsaboutmoney.com. It's a checklist of 10, 10 things that you can actually start doing with the kids like immediately, re- re- regardless of how old they are. The other one is our primary main, main website, which is financialfreedom.com. F-U-N, so financialfreedom.com. We can learn more about our courses and programs and and what we are doing to help children and teens become both entrepreneurial in their thinking, but also financially literate. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much for your time and your knowledge. We are very grateful. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Parents Is Your Teen College Ready with Shelley Howard. Make sure to check the show notes for our expert guests' contact information, links, and more details on how to get Shelley's free best-selling book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. Thanks again for listening.